0: Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon.
1: You know, folks, we've been going through a series called The Forgotten One, which is referring to the Holy Spirit, so we want to talk about understanding the Holy Spirit. In the last few weeks, we have been talking about the different promises of what the Holy Spirit will do in our lives. But what we're going to do today, though, is we're going to kind of bring all those promises together and kind of talk to you today about what the Holy Spirit means to you as a believer in Jesus Christ. And talk about the greatest relationship that you can have. Because the reality is, is every one of us were created to be a relational being. Do you realize that? Every one of you were created to be a relational being. How do we know that? How many of you like to be alone? I mean, all the time. Never talking to anybody. If you raise your hand, we will set up counseling for you. Because that's not normal. Okay? What's normal is, is that we don't like to be alone and we want to be with people. Do you understand? We want to have intimate relationships with people. And so what we're going to talk about today from 2 John, 1 John, excuse me, from chapter 2, is about the greatest relationship that you have if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. You may not be aware of it, you may not be at all interested in it, but I'm going to tell you about the greatest relationship that you can have it will be satisfying to your soul, but you need to hear what I'm going to say. Because the problem is, is, remember I told you, there are two extremes that we can fall into, and I'm going to illustrate them today to you. So if I can have my volunteer come up here now. Our volunteer this week is Bruce. He's married to Debbie. He has three kids. Uh, uh, what else do they do on talk shows when they introduce somebody? he's, he's hey, lives a uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Have a seat, Bruce. Okay. All right. Remember, okay, let's, let's, okay, this is, let's say this is Bruce, and we're talking about having a relationship with Bruce here, okay? I'm not going to say he's the Holy Spirit, because he's not, okay? But he is Bruce. Now, remember I told you that there are two extremes that we can fall into when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Remember, the one extreme is the experience-oriented crowd, which is where I get or gain an experience, or I seek the manifestations or whatever from the Holy Spirit. The other extreme is is where I downplay the Holy Spirit, where basically, uh, you know, I, yeah, he, I believe he exists, but really, I don't really need him in my life. We don't say those things, but we act that way. And we don't acknowledge him in any way, so we just kind of, yeah, I believe he's there. If I need him, I know where I can find him. And I downplay them. We've got both extremes. Now, I want to have Bruce up here today to show you what can happen when you fall into one of those two extremes as far as a relationship with somebody. So, okay, let's take it with this experience-oriented crowd. Let's say I, George, am over here in the experience-oriented thing as far as my relationship with Bruce. So the only time I ever get with Bruce is to be sure that I have a great time. I only get with Bruce to get something from him. So, Bruce, when are you inviting me over for the Super Bowl? Next week. Okay. Are you going to have my burgers there for me? You know. Right? Okay. Cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. Right, bro. Okay. Just cheese and the burger, okay? Nothing Cheddar. On. Okay. Sharp. Okay. All right. And, and sweet tea, bro. Okay. Okay. It'll all right. It'll be there. So, all I ever do as far as my interaction with Bruce is what I can get from him. Do you understand? After a while, do you think Bruce is going to get sick of that? So that the only time, hey, Bruce, how you doing? What you doing this weekend? Oh, you going fishing? You need a partner? Oh, Bruce, you going hunting? You found a new ground, Big buck there. Can I sit in your stand? <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to hit I'm pushing it now. Yeah. OK. All right. So we just found out Bruce has got a tolerance level, okay? <laughs> all right, All right. But do you understand when we're, right, let's go back to the illustration of the Holy Spirit. When we are over here in this extreme where our concept of the Holy Spirit is the experience, whether it's speaking in tongues or some other manifestation or feelings up and down in our spine or sensing his presence or whatever, where all I look for from the Holy Spirit is what I can gain from it, what kind of relationship is that? It's not good. All right, let's go to the other extreme. The other extreme is I downplay him. I've developed whole theologies where I already understand him. And I don't really need, I believe he's there, but I ignore him. So, okay, let's talk about my relationship with Bruce here now. If I go from that extreme, and I basically see Bruce at least once a week, but I never talk to him. I ignore Bruce. If I I need him, I know where he sits. He sits right over there. But if I never do anything with Bruce, I never talk to him. Bruce doesn't even know if my voice has changed. Bruce doesn't even know what my voice sounds like. Because I know he's here. I know he's got a nice tree stand he doesn't want to share with anybody. Do you know what I mean? But I don't do anything with him. What kind of relationship is that? Is it a relationship? No. See, the one extreme is while we can use him... Do you understand? The other extreme is one of what? Taking him for granted. Do you understand what I'm saying? I take him... Thanks, Bruce. Take him for granted. See, this is the two extremes that you can go into. But what we want to do is, is we want to be Biblical. We want to understand that we're not to be in either one of those two extremes, but that we need to be where Christ wants us to be and understand that there is the greatest relationship ever in front of you. You just need to take it. You say, what do you mean? Well, I've expressed this to you before. How many of you would love for Jesus himself to hang out with you? I mean, how many would love that? Jesus himself, day by day, to hang out with you. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? But here's the thing, that Jesus can't be with us. And remember the promises. I'm going away. I'm sending another what? Helper, comforter, someone to come alongside of you. Now, folks, he's already done that. So right in front of us is the greatest relationship ever. So let's talk about it. Look with me at verse 26 and 27. The Apostle John writes, These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Now, little children, abide in him. That when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Let me just stop for a moment. There's a word that's in there that you do not use in your everyday language. What do you mean? How many of you use the word abide on a daily basis? What are you doing today, Jim? Well, I'm going to go abide with my friends. How many of you do that? How many of you say something like that? Nobody uses that. It's an older word. We don't use it very often. It's not in our modern translation. But what it means is, the meaning of it is, is to wait, to remain in, or to be a part of. And the best term that I could find to understand exactly what he's talking about, it means to have a relationship with. To have a relationship with. Do you understand? So what we're going to do here is we're going to talk about having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take these three verses, and we're going to break it down into two parts. First of all, we're going to see the warning, verse 26. He's going to give us a warning. And then verse 27 and 28, he's going to talk about the relationship. So let's talk about the warning, first of all. Here's what John is saying. Look with me at verse 26. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. Now, here's what you need to understand. First of all... We need to be aware that there are dangers. We need to be aware that there are dangers. What do you mean there are dangers? Well folks, let's just be honest. We need to be aware that not everybody who says they're a teacher, not everybody who says they're a preacher, not everybody who's on TV, not everybody who's on your radio giving you a message from the Bible is real, is right. And what's going to happen is, is that what is out there is, is that there are people who are trying to trip you up and deceive you concerning the truth of the gospel, concerning the truth of what Jesus did for you, and then ultimately concerning the truth of the relationship that you can have right now with the Holy Spirit. You need to grasp it. You need to grasp it. There are dangers out there. Folks, it's dangerous. And here's the thing, it's so dangerous, is it, that one guy can sound right one year, but ten years down the road, be totally off base, and if you aren't aware, you could be easily sucked in. Because even guys who start out right may deceive you. So he's given that warning. Here's the other thing I want you to see there about the warning. Others will seek to sidetrack your spiritual life. Others will seek to sidetrack your spiritual life. Folks, we're going to talk about the greatest relationship that you can have. It's not with your spouse. It's not with your kids. It's not with your buddy. It's not with your parents. We're talking about the relationship that you can have with the living God of the universe. Period. It's the greatest relationship. Now, it is there. It is available to you, for you. The Bible tells you that. But here's the thing. If you're not careful... Somebody will try to sidetrack you from what it tells you about it. What do you mean? We've already talked about the two extremes, right? The two extremes that exist in Christianity today. The one that's experience-oriented, the other that downplays them. Those are prevalent thoughts right now in Christianity. Can I be honest with you? Remember what I said about this one? This over here, experience-oriented, that's just a using mentality, isn't it? That's what I can get out of the person. The other one over here, that's just plain insensitivity and couldn't care less. Just taking things for granted. And the problem is is there are many messages today in Christianity where they will sidetrack you, if, if you're going to pursue the Holy Spirit in your life, into one extreme or the other. And you need to grasp that. And for years I may have been sidetracked into one of the extremes. Some of you have been sidetracked into the other extremes. Or some of you have gone from one extreme to the other. Because somebody taught you, you need to be aware that there is a dangerous movement out there to sidetrack you in the greatest relationship that you can have in your spiritual life. That's the warning John's giving you here. So then he goes on, verse 27 and 28, to talk about the relationship. Look with me, verse 27. Let's go through these things real quick. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. Here's what's going on. First thing, the Holy Spirit enters into a believer's life. First thing that you need to understand is that the moment, the instant, that you come to the place of recognizing that Jesus is God, that he is who he said he is, that he was raised from the dead, that he died on the cross for you, the moment that you come to the reality that he is the ultimate expression of everything in the universe, that he is deity And you come to Him and you submit your life to Him. And you come to Him and say, Jesus, I believe you are who you say you are. I give you my life. Forgive me of my sin. At that moment, when salvation enters into your heart, folks, the agent of salvation, of you becoming saved, is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit enters into your life. This is what John is saying here. When he talks about the anointing, you were anointed with the Holy Spirit. He's using the picture of an anointing here. But he's talking about the person of the Holy Spirit lives within you. That's the first thing you need to understand about that greatest relationship. Wow. He lives within you. But here's what I'm going to tell you about the relationship with the Holy Spirit. The first thing John points out to us here in this passage is what? is that of this relationship, it is great because it is not bound by a physical presence. It's not constrained by that because he who you have a relationship with enters into your life. Isn't that awesome? He's there. He's there. Here's the other thing he says. The Holy Spirit remains with us forever. See, when you come to Jesus Christ and you give your heart to Him, you don't have to remember, you don't have to sit there and say to yourself, well how long, how long is this for? This is forever. He's with you forever. Why do we know that? Well, Ephesians tells us, and other places in the New Testament and Paul's writings tells us, that He is our seal. He's our guarantee of the salvation that we have. Do you understand what I'm saying? How many of you, when you buy something, you look for that good housekeeping what? Seal of approval. Whatever that means, right? Or you look for the guarantee. Remember, I I remember my, my, my my mother years ago, some of you may not know this, although maybe they still make them. My mother back in the 70s bought the Ginsu knives. How many remember the Ginsu knives, okay? Cut through a can. And lifetime warranty. Well, my mom still has those knives. They ain't as sharp as they used to be. But I have noticed that she hasn't tried to fulfill that warranty. Because the warranty is only based on who the company is. And if the company went out of business, guess what? No more warranty. Folks, he's our guarantee. And it's not based on you. It's based on who? Him. So the Holy Spirit remains with us forever. Talk about a relationship, right? Talk about a relationship, because here with human relationships, if I do something to take you off, how, how what are the chances of that affecting our relationship? It's going to affect it. If I continue to do things that are going to take you off, at some point you might say, "I'm done with this." What relationship? Here's the wonderful thing about the Holy Spirit: He's with you forever, and even though you may grieve Him and quench Him, He's still with you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is not that not awesome? That relationship doesn't end it doesn't end. So we see there that he enters into every believer's life, and he remains with us forever. Here's the next thing I want you to see. Look with me, verse 27. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things. In fact, right before that he says this. You do not need anyone to teach you. Why? Because you've got this anointing. Here's what I want you to see. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. You know, in a couple of weeks here I'm going to be I'm gonna be 47. And here's what I've noticed as I'm getting older. When I was 20, I thought I knew everything. Now I'm 47. I hardly know nothing. And when you realize that, as you face the difficulties that you're facing, and you're sitting there and you're wondering, how do I get through this circumstance? How do I get through this difficult situation? How do I deal with this problem? How do I deal with this relationship issue? The reality is, John is saying, you have a teacher. You have someone who will come alongside of you and instruct you into truth. He won't lie to you. He'll tell you what you need to know. Isn't that awesome? How many of you have relationships? I know, you know, Lori and I have been married 20 years. I still don't know. I, I haven't figured out her mind. I'm going to guarantee you, she still hasn't figured me out. She's figured out some things, but not everything. And here's the thing when, when, when I got a problem, I'll say, oh, you know, I need, I need you to tell me what I need to do. And she's like, well, you tell me about it. Well, yeah. I, 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 sometimes I get to a place where I don't even talk in complete sentences. She'll tell you that. Right? And she'll say, I can't figure out what's in your brain. Communicate. <laughs> we have those frustrations, right? Some of you are like, yeah, that's my home right now. But with the Holy Spirit, here's the thing. He understands everything about you. He was there with you when it happened. He is already there on the other side of the issue. He knows. He, can, he teaches you. He'll tell you what you need to know. He's your teacher. He's our teacher. Here's the other thing. He will teach you how to live. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to live. Notice what it says there, verse 27. It will teach you concerning all things. You know, if you go over to Titus chapter 2, I think it's verse 11, and it talks about the grace of God, which is, again, because of the Holy Spirit, teaches us to say no to what? Ungodliness. How many of you have a hard time saying no to some things in your life right now? You want to say no, but you're having a hard time saying no. You know who teaches you to say no? Holy Spirit. You've got to grasp that reality. How many of us get to the place where like, we're you know, with the loved ones in our lives and stuff, we get so frustrated. We say, oh, if they only knew exactly what I was feeling, that they could help me get through this. How many have ever been there like that, right? But the reality is, is they don't know. Why? Because they're another human being. but the holy spirit knows he knows every emotion every feeling he knows every circumstance every situation he knows exactly how you're feeling and he will teach you how to live isn't that awesome that's a relationship isn't that that's a, that's a powerful relationship that you and I can have with the Holy Spirit. A powerful relationship. Let's go on here. A couple more things here. Let's see here. Here's what he says. We are to pursue the relationship with him. Look with me at verse, end of verse 27 into verse 28. Look at what it says there. And is true and is not a lie, just as it has taught you, you will abide with him. You'll have a relationship with him, is what he's saying. And now, little children, abide in him. He's saying what? You need to pursue the relationship with Him. You and I need to drag ourselves out of one of the other extremes that we're in, where we either are looking for Him for something, experientially, or we're ignoring Him. We need to drag ourselves out of that and actively pursue the greatest relationship that you can have in the universe. Period. With Jesus right now. Awesome. Awesome. Are you doing that? Are you doing that? You say, well, I don't don't know if I should do that. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. It's the greatest relationship I can have. To be able to have a relationship with someone who completely understands me. You know, I love Lori. But she'll never truly understand me. I'll never truly understand her. But the Holy Spirit understands me. Isn't that awesome? Think about that. To have somebody that you can have a relationship with who completely understands. That blows my mind. And I'm to actively pursue that. I mean, think about it for a moment. Let's, let's, let's back up for a moment. Let's, let's take, remember I said to you earlier, I said, how many of you would love for Jesus to be here right now? How I many would love for Jesus to be here right now? Right? Okay. Folks, he's already here in the person of the Holy Spirit. But I want you to think about it for a moment. If Jesus was walking down the street and you knew who he was and what he could do, how many of you would try to get close to him? How many? Would you try to get close to Jesus? Yeah. You'd be like, hey, Jesus, come hang out of my house. Let's go watch the game together, Jesus. Yes, he would watch the game with you. But here's the thing, Jesus isn't here. He sent someone else. Are you pursuing the same type of relationship with what? The Holy Spirit. That's what John's telling us here. Abide in Him. Remain in Him. Wait on Him. Have a relationship with Him. That's awesome, isn't it? Here's the other thing he tells us. Why do I need to do that? Look with me. Last part. That when He appears, verse 28... We may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. What's he saying here? Here's the other reason why we've got to have this relationship. That relationship will prepare us to meet Jesus. That relationship with the Holy Spirit will prepare you to meet Jesus. Ever been embarrassed? Have you? If you haven't, we'll get you some help. Because, I mean, that's just part of life, right? And how many of you have ever been embarrassed by something that you did that was dumb, and you were embarrassed before your parents? Because of something you did that was dumb. How many of you, I did that many times. Okay. And I've had the board of education applied to my seat of knowledge many times. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I'm talking about, okay? You know one day Jesus is coming back. That's reality. Jesus is coming back. Are you ready? Or will you be embarrassed? Are you ready? Or will you be embarrassed? Now here's what I want you to understand. He sent someone to be with you who lives within you if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. That's the Holy Spirit. He is your teacher. And what he does is, is not just teach you how to live now. He prepares you, listen to me, he prepares you to meet Jesus. Because notice what John says, so that you're not what? Look at what it says there, verse 28. So that you can have confidence and not be what? Ashamed. Isn't that awesome? Some of you need this right now. Some of you right now are going through a struggle. You're wrestling with an issue. You don't know how to overcome it. You know it's something that you need to stop doing. And you know that if Jesus were to come back today, you'd be embarrassed. Period. Period. Some of you right now need to change the way that you're praying. What do you mean, George? Some of you right now need to go to the Holy Spirit and you need to say to him, Spirit, I understand that you're to help me to be prepared. And right now there's this area in my life. I'm not gaining victory over it. I actually enjoy it. But I know that one day when Jesus comes back, I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm going to be without confidence. I'm going to be ashamed. But I understand you can help me. Help me to get ready. Help me to deal with this. Help me to have victory. Help me to overcome this problem. Do you see what I'm saying? We need to change the way we're praying. We need to flat out ask the one who can help us to help us. To do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because some of us, we get frustrated. Well, if you already knew my problem, if you could really care, you would help me. And we get upset with other people in our lives. But you know what? There is one who knows. There is one who understands. And there is one who is supposed to help you to get ready for his coming. You need to talk to him. That comes out of that relationship. Isn't that awesome? We've never thought that way before, have we? Because why? We're either one of these other two extremes where it's like, oh yeah, I believe in Him, but you know, I've developed this whole theology where I don't need Him. Baloney, you need Him. Or you're over here in this other extreme. Well, you know, if I could get this really good, nice feeling of having been with you, Jesus, and have this manifestation, whoo! You're missing the point. His work is so much more in your life. It's the greatest relationship ever. It's the greatest relationship ever.
0: Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania.